that the weather has gone from 90 to 55 like it just saw a state trooper. <laughs> it's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes, it's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes, so let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And this week, we're going to talk about a new Spider-Man suit, Mike. All right, bring it on. It looks fantastic. (laughs) Uh, A lot of potential Phase 4 Marvel movies are coming to light. We're going to speculate on what these are going to be. 16 of them a year, Chris. 16 of them a year. Only 16? They're going to double up in the summer twice a month. Only if Netflix starts making them. Um, (laughs) uh, Also, we're going to talk about how James Gunn is a huge win for DC, in case people hadn't heard about this yet. Yeah. And more. Yeah, well... I'm welcome back. back. Yeah, welcome was, back, Mike. I was gone for a little bit. I was uh I, I ran back as soon as I heard the sultry voice of my replacement. So special thanks out there to uh Mitch Buckley for filling in for me while I was gone. Mm-hmm. But you know, I feel like when you have an awesome accent like that, you're almost like on you're almost got like a cheat mode on. You know, <laughs> you, you just turned on God mode for podcasting because you're just automatically more interesting than I am. Uh, especially to an American audience. I suppose if he was starting a podcast in Australia, he would sound just like everybody else down there. But over here in the States where we distribute the podcast, he just sounds like this um, illustrious like peacock, like strutting his feathers around the around the show notes. I mean, so could, I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> could you find an animal like maybe more native to Australia, like – you know, an illustrious kangaroo or a wallaby. <laughs> uh, you know what? While, while I was gone, I uh, you know I I didn't really grow up in a small town. I did I did go back home to visit. That's why I was gone. But you know, it's it's a modest sized um, city that I grew up in, and the next town over has a has a, a zoo in it, a zoo that I haven't been to since I was a kid. And I I remember the zoo being large because I was small. But then as I grew up, I was like, oh, that's just a little tiny little bitty baby zoo. But I went back there with my family, and I was. Like they actually did some pretty uh, good renovations, added some really large animals actually. Uh, so if you're ever in uh, South Bend, Indiana, go check out the Potawatomi Zoo, where you can see kangaroos. The what? The, the what? Pot- Potawatomi. It is. Uh, is that make one fun of the of animals at the zoo? The hippopotawatomi. <laughs> no, Chris, I'll stop you now. You do not want to make fun of that name because that is a Native American tribe. Oh. Well, I'm not making fun of it. I just, I just, it sounds like an animal. Like that would be no. there. It is a it is a crazy name, but I mean the zoo was I mean to sound like a really outdated old person trying to sound like a millennial. The zoo was tight, yo. <laughs> I mean uh, we saw like they they were like like awake tigers. I feel like every time I go to any zoo, all the big cats are just sleeping in the middle of the day, and they're like these tigers running around, jumping on the glass, just like trying to eat kids through it. It was great. Um, the kangaroos were bouncing around, and I feel like since it's not really like a, 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 in a giant metropolis, like you, like I could have like reached over a fence and like touched one of these kangaroos, but I was like, I don't know what kangaroos do. I don't know if they bite. I don't know if they go punch me in the face, turn around, whip me with the tail. So I, I kept my distance, but it was a pretty sweet zoo. Uh, I had a pretty good time. Uh, ultimately, ended up going to a friend's wedding, but. Um, it was it was it was a good week. I'm glad okay. to be back, man. Well, I'm, we're we're glad to have you back. Um, I, I think the most important thing here is you had a lot of airtime uh, flying Ooh. back and yes, forth. Yes, I did. And you got a lot of watch a lot of things on the airplane. And I think we're going to talk about some of those later. 
Mm-hmm. But I I think the thing that made my week really complete this week, Mike, is your live tweet reactions to finally watching Teen Titans Go to the <laughs> movies last night. Yes, you'll need to uh, uh, amend that a little bit. It wasn't so much a live tweet as I was just texting the or texting, chat yeah, sorry. because I knew I would have a captive audience. Because, you know, when you throw stuff out into, into Twitter, it's just going into a void. But I know if I send it to a group chat, you guys can't avoid it. And whether or not you reply or not, I know you're seeing it. I'm, so. I'm, wa- I'm watching it, yeah. Oh, um, my gosh. So, so I've been, I, I just so want to preface fun. this. I, I've been trying to convince Mike to watch this movie since it uh-huh. came out this summer because as we know from my earlier reactions me and my wife love it. We cannot wait to own this movie. Uh, Mike has been hesitant but you finally got to watch it last night. What do you think? Yeah, well this movie just uh, came out digitally so it's out there for everybody to love and enjoy and man this movie is hilarious it is great. <laughs> I think the best kind of uh, comparison you can lend it to is possibly like Lego Batman because you got a little bit of the satire in there also but this just cranks it up to the next level. It like goes three levels of meta. It's kind of like if you put Lego Batman and Deadpool in a blender and then crank it out and use that as ink for an inkjet printer while you print the cells <laughs> for the movie. Man it's just so much fun. Like uh, the voice cast is exactly how I how I remember them from the kind of the quote unquote classic Teen Titans series that got canceled. Um, obviously, it's the same as Teen Titans Go, but I've never seen that, and I believe mm. you haven't seen that either. Nope. Right before you saw this movie, that is correct. So, my only experience with kind of like the smaller, more wackier characters. Um, was this movie, and I thought they introduced them great. Uh, like, right off the bat, you learn that they're just a bunch of knuckleheads that don't really know what they're doing, and that <laughs> super catchy Teen Titans theme song is right at the beginning, which I only knew about because uh, I came across it, like, randomly on Instagram over the summer when the movie came out. Uh, so I was like, oh, man, I was looking forward to that catchy song. There was actually a couple songs in this movie yeah. that are actually really funny. Uh, the, the I think my favorite one is uh, Robin's song, where he wants his own movie, and then it's actually really really high quality like animation like frame by frame and oh man there's this whole there's this another moment in the movie too like I, I'm, I'm doing my, my best not to spoil it but it was just like so much fun there's this kind of like Lion King homage to that, it that's kind of so like... <laughs> my wife laughed so hard she cried at that moment in the movie and that's when we knew it was going to be a good movie yeah Mike. and and like the great part about it is uh, even though this movie is PG and it's translating characters from like Cartoon Network to the big screen, they do get away with more things in this than they could on TV. And that's like jokes uh, where they kind of take the extra step. One of like the the funniest one-liners in the movie is like, what is it? I think his dad's a cop. I think is his dad's a cop is my favorite line in the whole uh, yeah. movie. So, so, so this is how I'll sell the movie to anybody <laughs> that's just not sure about the humor and stuff. Uh, so during one of their uh, ravenous songs, uh, Michael Bolton voices a tiger, and I believe he's playing like a guitar or maybe an electric guitar. He's, he's playing a whole. He's got a whole song in the movie. You got a Michael Bolton song plucked in the middle of this movie. Yeah, and at the very end of the song, it's capped off by the Teen Titans running the tiger over <laughs> and you would think on in a kids movie or definitely in television they would at least allude to the fact that he's still alive you know like maybe a hand would go up and it would shake while he's laying on the ground but no he is emotionless not moving the and then cyborg goes oh no i think his dad's a cop and then they leave the scene <laughs> of the crime and then the scene ends as far as the audience knows this michael bolton tiger is dead on the road in this pg movie yeah. so i just love how they 
they just like just glaze right over that stuff. It's hilarious. Yeah, you got to go watch this movie. Run to see this movie. It is it is <laughs> just so funny. It's hilarious. All the parodies there. Uh, they make references to all kinds of universes. Oh, oh man, it's so great. I had the, such a great time. If you're a comic book or DC fan, the references are very thorough. The uh, Challengers of the Unknown uh, <laughs> was a, is <laughs> a was running a gag. And if you don't know who those are, that that's a deep cut DC reference. That yeah, at, huge. and that's kind of the point. You don't. Yeah. You're not really supposed to know what they uh, are. And the point. The point is, everyone is getting a movie, but the Teen Titans, and then mm-hmm. that's that's the premise. But I mean. For an 11 minute show, like I watched the Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie, Mike, and mm-hmm. knowing an 11 minute show can it carry an hour and a half to two hours is usually a concern. And this one, I think, thoroughly did. It did not feel like a whole length movie. It was great. I just there's so many things in it, and I hope I hope this gets a sequel. I really do. I don't know if it will, but I, I hope it does. Yeah, I would hope they um, they find a way to almost reinvent it. I don't think they can. I mean, it's crazy because yeah. this movie doesn't really have, like, a formula. You know, it kind of bounces all around, has very kind of, like, uh, it ha- the the acts are unpredictable, even though the plot might be kind of simple and you really know where it's going. I mean, like, the villain uh, shares a very close name with another character in the movie, mm-hmm. so I-, I assume that that was Who? supposed to be known ahead of time. The, the villain, <laughs> it, it is. I mean, that's in, I think that's in the trailer, actually. Um, but the villain is actually voiced by Will Arnett, who is Lego Batman as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think I think it's funny. And then just to get Nicolas Cage as Superman, you know, it, it's <laughs> it's it's hilarious. I think Jimmy Kimmel was actually Batman as well. Like they got a lot of bigger names to do the the smaller characters. Yeah, I, I looked up on Box Office Mojo since the movie. I kind of run its cycle. It only had about a ten million dollar budget, and I would assume uh, it can't of cost that much more to advertise it so i it made it it made its money back and made a profit i think it's worldwide was around like 40 million so it, it is a very small return but it's like 2x on the investment so i think there is a chance that there could be another one in there because um, it because it made money maybe they're kind of taking the blumhouse approach keep the budget low and if you get lucky enough maybe you'll strike gold at the box office and you'll just uh you'll just reap in the rewards yeah i it's just Oh, it's so good. I cannot wait for this to like come out on, on physical for me. I just I just got to pick it up, Mike. So I'm glad mm-hmm. I'm so glad you're you're in on it cuz like I know we sometimes differ on 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 movies and this was a very this was a risky this was a risky watch if you have if oh, you're not man. a fan of the show. And especially if you're a fan of the older Titans, Teen Titans um you know Shows it so it's just it's just right up my alley. I mean, yeah. we don't have kids, but like when we do someday, I'm starting to create a mental log of movies I want to show them. This is going to be on there along with the Paddington movies because that's yeah. right. I watched the first Paddington movie. I, I believe the last Paddington update I gave this podcast was was I saw the second one, but I saw the first one and it is delightful as well. So go watch those Paddington movies with your kids and then Teen Titans Go. But just before the movie ends, depending on how old your kids are turn it off (laughs) okay and i won't tell i won't tell you why because it's too funny (laughs) well either way paddington 2 i think still holds 100 percent on rotten tomatoes so i still think that's really awesome for it to to be one i think the only movie to do that so far dang straight um you also gotta watch spider-man 3 and i don't know who in the right mind would sit down (laughs) and willingly watch spider-man 3 on on this the week of venom um (laughs) I don't know if you were trying to just maybe set the bar really, really low before you watched Into Venom or what. So tell me about why you watched Spider-Man 3. Well, I do have to say I apologize for front-loading the podcast a little bit, but I've been gone for a week. But this was an interesting experience just because I realized it has been – 
very, very long time since I've seen this movie. So all of these moments in the film that are kind of infamous now, like the crazy jazz dancing, the cra- the the goofy emo hair. The memes. You know, the, oh, <laughs> the, yeah, all the memes. Like, it's just been so long. I just like, oh, it can't be as bad as, as I remember it. You know, it's got to just be inflated in my head. No. No, Chris. It is exactly <laughs> as bad as I remember it. Like, you're just watching this movie... Because this was like that classic scenario where, you know, I'm back at home visiting my parents and it's just casually on TV. So you just kind of like roll right into the movie without ever making the decision to watch it. So And, you know, it starts off just like kind of any Sam Raimi joint. You know, you know, you got the similar look and feel and characters. And then it just goes bananas with these weird dance numbers and emo Toby Maguire. And it's like it's almost like he was trying to tank his own movie. Uh, it's just it's just crazy and ridiculous but I just wanted to remind everybody out there that the memes still hold true the movie Mm. is silly as hell yeah it is I think I think it was back in 2010 or maybe a little after um there was a fan edit of this movie where someone went through and took out like a lot of the bad parts and got it down like an hour and a half or so oh it's actually really really tolerable at that point that's the one I prefer to watch if I have to but uh you know, sometimes we're not we're not given that that luxury. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad you you gotta gotta do that. Um, anything else before we jump into the the news, Mike? Because I think this is a good segue into our first topic of the week. Oh uh, well, I'm gonna run right over that uh, segue. And so one more thing that I have to say because okay. my wife Go right my wife did the coolest oh, right. the coolest thing last night that I wanted to share with our audience. Um, that she was uh, sweet enough to volunteer her time to work at this event at Warner Brothers, and it was the um, it was the F Cancer Gala. You know, I'll keep it a little PG thirteen on the podcast here at the very beginning. But you know, F U, and then the the one of those little banners is turned to the side to make the last two letters. But F Cancer Gala. Yep. And uh, so she volunteered her time to check people in. And uh, us here, the Royers, we're, we're not a, a, an illustrious type. I've never had a practical use for the word gala in my entire life until this weekend. I didn't get to go. She got to go because she was the one volunteering her time and helping out. And, you know, she had to she had to dress really nicely, wear all black because she was checking in celebrities like the whole night, like top tier people like donating tons of money to like cancer research. So this is one of like those fancy like celebrity galas that like you always hear about and see about in movies. And she was just the one at the front doors, like checking these people in. Um, She got to see Constance Wu, who was from uh, Fresh Off the Boat and uh, that new movie, Crazy Rich Asians. So like, that's really cool. We really like her. Uh, She got to check in Chloe Bennett from Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Olivia Munn was there, who's recently in Predator, and I think everybody knows her from back in the day from G4. Uh, so there's mm-hmm. tons of other people there. She got the photo bomb in the photo booth. The guy who plays um, uh, Ralph Dipney from uh, from The Flash, uh, a, a la- elongation man. I don't even know what his name is in the uh, in the show because they just all call him huh. Dipney. So she just had a great time. Uh, she she actually they it was really nice because they let the people that were volunteering helping the event out like enter like the raffles and stuff. So she won like this really cool kind of like raffle basket that had like three Legends of Tomorrow pop finals in it. So and then a bunch of like Riverdale shirts and stuff because this was all under like the Berlanti umbrella still. So uh, so a lot of that stuff that she got had like signed posters from like Black 
black lightning and stuff so it was like a really crazy event and she had a great time she came home and just dished all about it to me so um yeah it was really cool she said like a lot of these like really famous people you know are really nice and some of them weren't and i won't say uh i won't say who it was but i did just mention them a couple minutes ago in that lineup so one of those people (laughs) were really rude to my wife (laughs) well is there any way that she got any of them on video saying listen to superhero slate for us Oh my gosh! I mean, I'm now disappointed. Right. Now I'm disappointed. <laughs> uh, no, that's really cool. I mean, I, I mean, I, I know you guys. I mean, living in LA, you guys have a lot of great opportunities, and um, you know, just volunteering your time and getting around to be that like that's that's awesome for her and, and both of you yeah, guys to do that. She so. had to she had to move a lot of uh, a lot of things around just in order to do this, but um, it was awesome. Yeah, it was, it was cool. That, that I, sounds, was, I was, was great. I was I was super jealous because. Um, because obviously, just like many boys and men out there who have huge crushes on Olivia Munn, you know, I follow her on Instagram, and I was like looking at her Instagram stories, like, oh my god, she's there right now. That I had to text my wife. I was just like, she's there, and she's like, oh yeah, I just helped checked her in. And I was just like, ah. Well, next time, uh, I mean, thankfully, I mean, knowing your your wife's name is very androgynous, you could totally take her place at the next thing that she hey, that, signs up for that's i like the way you think chris yeah i know i mean it's it's just the way i mean make the best of a great situation that's what i'm saying but uh that's really cool so next time we'll just have to get her to you know have them say hey listen to superhero slate podcast from these celebrities and i think, <laughs> I think we'll grow our numbers you know, here you know it is just a podcast so we could just find voice alikes and just tell people that's who it is yeah. we'll just just go is, on is this a Fiverr thing? Is this a f- yeah. I was going to say, go on Fiverr, find someone who does impressions. Just like any voice you got. Yeah, yeah. Uh, can we get, can we get Danny DeVito or or maybe his, his ex wife Rhea Perlman? Can we get her? To- you, know, you know what? I like this idea. Um, yeah. Well, let's let's uh let's well, work this one. Yeah, out. we'll work it out after the show. But 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 now for the meat of the show. I think the thing everyone's been waiting for, Mike. You finally got to see Venom. Yes. And uh, you watched it yesterday. We have not recorded our review episode yet, but we are going to right after this. Mm-hmm. Um, if you've listened to last week's show, everyone probably knows my feelings on that. Mike, we don't know yours. Drop it on us like it's hot. All right, here you go. Venom, it is not a good movie. I, I Man, I went in with such low expectations. I just figured... Uh, that would be the best uh, way to go into it because this was a movie that we really didn't think needed to be made, but then they cast Tom Hardy, so we got a little bit more excited. And then the first trailer came out, and we didn't get to see any Venom at all, and then we were bummed, and then the next trailer came out, and we got to see Venom in full force. looked exactly how he was supposed to look, and we were all hyped again. And then we started to hear weird things about Tom Hardy saying like 40 minutes of the movie was cut, and those were his favorite parts, so I just didn't know what to think going into it. And honestly, it was just, it was a little bit of a mess to me. I mean, it's it, its weird. It's the first time in a while I've seen a movie I haven't liked, but actually had some kind of glimmers of hope in it, which I can probably get into a little bit more in the spoiler cast. But I really liked the relationship between, like, um, Eddie Brock and Venom. Like, their back and forth was funny, and it was the best parts of the movie. I just wish they were in a completely, totally different movie. And possibly, maybe reinvent the Eddie Brock character a little bit, because if Tom Hardy wants to take that kind of almost wacky, goofy direction, which is totally fine just don't make him a journalist because it is does, does not fit the, the career. It does not fit the path or what you need in order to be uh, a successful journalist. So uh, yeah, I think there could be some like retooling there, but yeah, I mean the villain totally forgettable, like cliche uh, motivations. 
you got a, a love interest that basically is kind of like a lesser Pepper Potts type of role throughout the movie. Um, I, I we'll talk all about like the rating between PG thirteen and rated R, but whether this was intentionally supposed to be PG thirteen at one point, maybe in the draft it was rated R, but they make reference to doing some pretty brutal things in the movie that you never get to see, which just kind of leaves you with a uh, uh, blue balls, I guess to say. So yeah, I don't really know what you do with Venom after this. Maybe you kind of Hulkify him to where you don't get any more Venom movies and Venom just shows up in your movie and then you don't have to worry about all of his crazy backstory. Um, Maybe if you make a sequel, just get a crazy visionary director like Quentin Tarantino. Uh, Go as weird as like Wes Anderson. I don't know. You just got to inject some sort of weirdness into it because that's kind of how this Venom character now is. So... Yeah, I mean, it is, it's never good when I'm in a movie theater and I am get so bored in a scene that I just literally look over and look at the carpet, just trying to see, like, oh, what's the carpet pattern look like? Oh, that's some kind of neat LED running lights, and like, oh, yeah, I'm in a movie, that's right. Let's look back up and see if the scene's over yet. So, oh, yeah, it was, a, it was a mess, but oddly, glimmers of hope. Um, the first time you get to see like Venom and full Venom, I was like literally in awe. I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. And then it lasts for like three seconds and then you're to some mm-hmm. dumb exposition. But yeah, that's how I feel about Venom. I, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to jumping into more after uh, we're done after we're done here. But yeah, Chris, uh, what, what did you think? Hit, hit it with me real quick, because uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, think I kind of forget what you said. No, said I mean, I, I don't I don't hate this movie and I don't love it. I think it falls right in the middle of a it's just a movie. And mm-hmm. I'm I don't I'm, I'm probably less I'm, I'm less against it than you are. It sounds like. But I mean, there are things that, that could have been done. I think after hindsight, having a week to sit on this, uh-huh. um, this movie goes from like the first 30 minutes are pretty, pretty dry. Like that's like the worst part to me is the first 30 minutes. And then instantly it's an in act three. I think if they did cut <laughs> anything, it's act two because it's like, Hey, I got a thing. And then like, Oh, all right. I want to, I want to do all the stuff that, you know, Venom does on a normal ba- day basis in the comic books now. Um, I, I, it just went from, you know, cruising at 30 all the way up to 90 within like a, a scene or two. But I mean, I still, I mean, I still think about the movie and I don't, I, I didn't feel, I didn't feel bored in it at all. Um, like, like you said, I didn't find myself looking around. It actually went pretty quick, but I mean, you also heard about my theater experience, right? Like the guy beside me who was, you know, well over twice my weight and smelled, um, oh, like no. a, uh, like a damp sock has been sitting in a hot car for like, uh, four or five Oh days. no. <laughs> Every time he moved the, 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 the smell hit my nose. Uh, and oh, I, I had to hold my hand over my nose for the whole movie. So that was probably in comparison to the crowd I was with. The movie was really pretty good. Um, uh, but, <laughs> um, you're so the movie to you is like an escape. You're just like, I got to concentrate on this. Yeah, to get away I can't, from- I can't look away. I can't move my face. If, if he moves, I'm gonna smell it again. I just gotta, I gotta sit and focus. Um, oh my god! You know, you know how stressful it was just buying the t- tickets digitally, like on my phone on Saturday morning. <laughs> like I tapped this tick, this like seat, and I was like, oh no. 
What if I just picked a seat next to somebody that's awful? So then I pick a seat on the other side and I was like, oh no, what if this person's awful? Yeah. So then I'm just going through the psychology of an awful person and how they pick their seat in a theater and like, oh man, it's just too stressful out there. And then we've we've already psyched ourselves out of you know the picking the seat. So uh, I, I just like I said, I just think the Venom crowd. I, I used this reference last week. Um, everyone in there had a copy of the the Crow in in their house somewhere. Like they they have a, a VHS or DVD copy of the Crow. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind it nearly as much as you do. And when we get to talk spoilers, uh, you know, there are some things I'm going to pick apart. But um, overall, I, I kind of, I kind of want to see it again just to maybe not have the the exterior factors bothering me um, to just take it all in. But yeah, mm. this is going to be a great clip on YouTube. Just cut out all of the <laughs> all of the random stuff, and you'll probably get about a good solid twenty minutes of Venom. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I mean, it, it's. Like I said, it's better than anything Fox has put out in a very long time, uh, minus Deadpool, mm-hmm. uh, and the same with actually anything Sony put out before this. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. But, I mean, the, the thing that, that, that most people think of when they think of Venom, Mike, is, in fact, Spider-Man. That's and, right. And we got some Far From Home stuff here. And I, I saw these pictures earlier this week, and I was like, I don't know if Mike wants to see this or not. I was very, I was very thoughtful of what Mike would think if he got to see these leaked set photos, which are out in the middle of New York. So obviously, people are taking pictures of this. Yeah, Um, I almost feel like if the production doesn't mind if just a random public sees them, I feel like I'm safe. Yeah, and and again, uh, much like we've learned, you know, with Civil War and other uh, Marvel movies, they put a lot of effects on the ends of these. Um, So by the end, like what we see may not it may not look good in person, may look baggy or saggy and not as tight, but like the final product will in fact look beautiful mike so uh but what we're going to see here is actually a spider-man with black undertones and a red yeah. suit um and if you notice uh, i'm looking here on this this link here uh to to twitter uh his uh web shooters look very very metallic built into his little little things there. i don't know if they'll digitally add those later if that's uh-huh. like a cgi tag but they look very much built into the suit rather than grasping onto his wrist. In yeah, the, in this the suits. Th- this kind of keys into I think a little bit what you guys talked about last week, where I think there was a screenshot where you may have seen like a, a shield logo on yep. one of the other darker suits. So I think this is almost kind of tying in a little bit to the mythos of Miles Morales, where that character gets his suit from Shield. And also, the colors of this suit kind of are a little Miles-esque. Mm-hmm. I mean, the pattern's totally different. It's more classic Spider-Man, but it is black and red. I mean, there's no blue on this suit at all. So it makes me think, you know, I don't really know where Tony is supposed to be in this movie. I, I Like, in the universe in general. Is he still on, like, Titan? Is he, like, is he like going around space with the Guardians of the Galaxy? I don't really know what's in the future for Tony Stark of the MCU, but if he's, like, not around to just, like, whip up suits, like, the next kind of logical organization would be S.H.I.E.L.D., and, um, especially if you throw Spider-Woman in the mix, you know, you could kind of get some cool stuff going on there. So, yeah, I feel like maybe he could be kind of an almost like an agent of shield here and also he's like a kid he's impressionable so i could kind of see him bending to law enforcement a little bit to maybe go on missions that'll be like a fun dynamic but uh yeah i guess that's kind of like the biggest question when i see a new suit of any character is like where did they get it from yeah you know well i think i think what's really um cool as we know in every marvel movie everybody gets a new suit in every movie right like Mm -hmm. it's an actually don't have to explain a lot of them but knowing that we've already seen um, the stealth slash noir looking suit and this one, I think Spider-Man, um, 
is going to become like Tony Stark, a man of many suits, if you will. Um, and I'm, I'm very interested in, in kind of seeing where this goes. Because I, I, this may look like Miles, but I don't know if you knew this or not, but back when Spider-Man first launched, uh, he had... Uh, it was supposed to be more red and black than red and blue. Um, mm, so, so it could be more of an homage. Yeah, this is, more, I think, more in line with the... Um, the uh, original spider-man suit it has blue but it also has black so like i have, I have a pop vinyl that's red and blue and then one with red uh-huh. and black uh lines so i think it's more to that but i think the the most important thing here is the back of the suit looks to be something brand new to us mike with the uh-huh. white spider logo the white tech spider logo on the back of this suit here it kind of feels like the spider-man ps4 game logo a little bit uh, like they're kind of <laughs> yeah. pulling in from there yeah, a little bit. And I mean, like that, I feel like that Spider-Man game is, there's going to be some cross uh, pollination between all of these Sony properties because that game is knocking out of the park. I mean, I didn't give, I didn't give anybody else out there another Spider-Man update, but I'm still cranking through the game and I'm loving it. Uh, so yeah, that'd be kind of cool if maybe we could get like um, uh, an unlockable suit maybe uh, mm-hmm. from the new movies when they come out. But also I'm just kind of like scrolling through this Twitter account, uh, the Tom Holland source, and there's just like chock full of stuff on here. If you just want to see uh, Spidey pounding around with a Zendaya in yeah. her black chucks, it is just all over this feed. So yeah, they are not trying to hide this at all because there it looks like some of these people are like, just like 50 feet from the set. I mean, you got like Spider-Man yeah, like, like spinning around like on a pogo stick or something. And it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, I'm really, I really like the suit. I mean, you can see the zipper in the back of the head on Tom Holland's suit there, like on the back of it. Some of, so like they're going to digitalize some of this out, but I mean, I really like the webbing uh, on it. I don't know if you see, can see the back of his hands. It looks like it's got like a cross crisscross webbing pattern on the back of his mm-hmm. hands in some of these photos. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just, I'm just really, I don't know. I'm digging it. And then in some lights, it looks like it's a very, very, very dark blue suit. So um, I don't. I, I'm, I'm okay with this. I mean, does it bother you at all? I mean, I don't. I don't nope. see any problem with the suit. No. Nope. Nope. All of my questions coming to Spider-Man, um, all all are going to be answered probably after the next Avengers movie. The Avengers. You mean the Avengers four? Mm-hmm. Okay, good, because that's our next topic here. Um, <laughs> Avengers four. We don't have a title yet. Uh, it's officially wrapped principal production on on the movie now these are mostly Mm. reshoots they filmed a lot of avengers for last year while they were doing three but they uh, the russo brothers have tweeted a very blown out blue glowy image of something here that people have been trying (laughs) to tear apart all weekend long um and i can't figure out what it is and i'm not even gonna like try to stress myself out thinking about what it is um but um there, there there's they've wrapped on that, that production but in that same regards uh chris uh evans is wrapped as his roles on captain america apparently and has said his goodbyes online and through through other sources um, yeah i don't i don't believe any of this at all <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I mean i, I mean I yeah. truly believe that he could be rapping on any standalone Captain America movies, even though that technically would have happened a while ago. But uh, yeah, you don't just you don't just send a character off unceremoniously on Twitter. That's just not how it happens. And <laughs> yeah. and also we haven't really had any sort of concrete um, like game plan of what happens to these big players like Thor, Cap, and Iron Man. Kind of once this phase wraps up. I, I would imagine Chris Evans would just love to pop up in a movie in a couple of years. Just, you know, kind of the pal around. Doesn't have to do a whole yeah. lot. Maybe spends a couple of weeks on set. He's you know? doing those PSAs in all the Spider-Man movies for the rest of his career. Like he's just <laughs> showing up, sitting down on his chair backwards, talking to people. Mm-hmm. 
But, uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I, I agree with you 100%. I don't think they're going to just be like, hey, uh, buddy, uh, yep, I'm done with Captain America via Twitter, so you know this is true kind of thing. I'm, I'm totally on board with you. This is, this is all some sort of, I don't know, they're maybe not throwing us off, but like some, maybe it's some sort of um, negotiation tactic or something like that. I don't, I don't yeah. know. We don't understand. Yeah, I, we don't understand. That yeah, I, I wouldn't think it would be a wholly a misdirect, but I could see it maybe being something else. Yeah, um, totally. I agree. Uh, in some leaked toy images here, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this. We get to see the back of a toy package for it just says Avengers, the not a title, but Thor and Rocket Raccoon in a two pack of toys coming up here. It's always through the toys. I love it. We've been doing this show for a couple of years now, and I just love the toy news. Every like, I feel like every Avengers movie has had a leak from a toy. Uh-huh. So they they either just can, they just maybe have no control over this since all of these toys and stuff are manufactured on a different part of the globe, and they have to. Get get this stuff up and running since it's a physical item um so before the movie ever comes out that i just don't think they can they can just like control just like a random factory worker from like whipping out a cell phone and just like taking a picture uh, so that's why i love these toys you can always get all this news so much quicker um but yeah this is like some shiny plastic armor it yeah. definitely looks space well i would i would assume space somewhere yeah. in here so uh, so what we're seeing here is thor rocket and a little bit of captain america in the bottom there um, uh, they they have on these white suits that are Avengers white suits, and they appear to be like space suits of of some kind. Like what I would agree with. Um, I've I've done a little a little research, Mike, on this. Um, mm-hmm. that looks like Hank Pym's suit that he uses in the Quantum Realm at the end hmm. of Ant Man and the Wasp. Because I got my Blu-ray in for that movie three days early yesterday, so I've got my my steelbook for that movie to reference and. Uh, there's that also in the Avengers comic books from 2012, one of our favorite series that they pulled a lot of this from. Tony um, builds them all spacesuits so they can go out into space to fight um, the aliens coming to invade Earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we know Thor doesn't need a spacesuit, um, but he's got his big ass hammer there, and uh, it looks like these are maybe uh, Tony Stark inspired suits. Maybe maybe he's made them a little bit. Yeah. Uh, they've got uh- the glows and the the lines and stuff, but. I mean, other than the fact this is very much conceptual art, this does not look like movie stills. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you think? Um, would, would you want to see all the Avengers in like some action suits? <laughs> because if you look I mean, in the I... upper right, the, that's the leaked concept art we've seen before, like the promo mm-hmm. art, and nobody's wearing them up there. Like this might be like a special scene or some yeah. sort of adventure. I would assume that they're not in them for very long. I mean, they kind of look all all right, but honestly, it kind of just looks like um, a way to sell an action figure. Mm-hmm. You know, you go down the aisle and you see like a random like scuba Batman or Space Force Batman, and they just throw some like random armor on them or something. Yeah, that's kind of the vibes I'm getting here. But I could kind of see this as more of like a device in the film of just like, all right, everyone put this armor on, and then just before we crank up to the final battle in the third act, everybody reveals themselves to. Be back in their normal costumes and we're all hyped again because they're not wearing that dumb armor anymore uh-huh. i yeah i think it i think it kind of look i think it kind of looks dumb but i think it's going to look extra cheesy when they're all dressed up in it kind of like in a weird avengers uniform but if i know the russo brothers and if we know anything about the marvel cinematic universe somebody is going to make fun of the whole group from yeah. wearing all well, of the same like pajamas or something captain, so I, i'm not too worried about it captain marvel does not have one on in this in the bottom right as well so I mm-hmm. mean, uh, I don't know. She's I, too cool for school. Again, the, she, she's going to be the coolest new character. She's got to keep up her street cred. That's she's right. not putting that stuff on. She's she's going to come in there and she's not going to smile at anybody, and she's just gonna, 
you know, be serious about the whole thing, Mike. Gosh, I wish you would smile more. No, I'm kidding. That's all sarcasm. Uh, but no, I mean, it's, I, it could be toys. It could be in the movie. But I mean, again, if I could draw any comparison, it is, in fact, the Quantum Realm suit from Hank Pym when he goes to get Janet out of the Quantum Realm. So just, mm-hmm. just throwing that out there, whether it's true or not. I mean, I know they're filming multiple versions of this movie in scripts. So we are we are going to be speculating and speculating and speculating oh, until we yeah. get our first I, look. I still think all of those uh, leaked set photos from like a year ago, I think it's all staged. I think it's yeah. all fake. So it's, we're going to see if I'm right. It's <laughs> true. Uh, the theory right now is the new trailer will be on 11-8, November 8th. Um, okay, so not too far away. Because it is A, on the uh, in, when Nick Fury turns to dust, that's on the license plate in Avengers Oh, clever. 3. And... Um, if you look at all the other movies, every movie that Marvel has, we don't need a teaser anymore for a Marvel movie, Mike. Yeah. We are not getting a teaser for Avengers four. We are going to get a full trailer right out the gate because there, there is no, everyone, everyone saw infinity war. Did you see the box office numbers? Everybody saw. Infinity <laughs> war. Um, and I think there's going to be no teaser. It's going to be first full trailer, which lines up six months before the movie, which is October slash November. Yeah. So. Or, I mean, there's a chance that still technically it could be called a teaser trailer, but it'll be like a full two minutes and 30 <laughs> seconds, and it doesn't even really matter yeah. uh, what it's called. You, but you want to talk be, about blue balls earlier. Like, that, that would be it. <laughs> it would be crazy, though, if um, if it did come out on 11-8, and they planned it that far ahead of time on a license plate. I think maybe it could just be sheer coincidence, possibly, yeah. because I would think like a trailer launch has to be flexible. I mean, who knows? There could be some sort of like catastrophic news event that's coming up. You know, I think there's predictable things that could happen. So maybe you got to be dynamic a little bit. But man, it, I wouldn't put it past the MCU to plan something out that far just because it's in an end credit scene so i'm sure that's probably one of the last things to get locked before they throw it into the movie so like okay we got our date guys update the update the effects on that license plate you well know? we are 25 days to go um until the um until that date right now the problem i i don't i see this is a thursday i don't see them releasing trailers on a thursday very often um, so normally we get them on what Tuesdays, Tuesday mornings. So we talk about well, it all week it's not. Much. It won't be Tuesday that week, um, and it won't be Wednesday because that'll be the election, election and the yeah. aftermath of the election. Yeah. So yeah, you got a point there. I, yeah, so Thursday would be maybe the safest time during that week because yeah. I feel like you you run the risk of losing a, a news day if you put it out on a Friday because you don't get that following up the next day where everything late comes to you, whatever social media platform that you're on. Yeah. Um, that's so a good point. yeah, if it if it's not that week, it might be the fall. Yeah. But either way, it's it's just a, it's just an idea. It's out there, and and it lines up with other things. But there's no guarantee. We're always wrong about trailers. It's <laughs> it's next week now. Watch this. Watch that. Happen. Oh, it'll probably be like um, the week before Thanksgiving. Because if I I feel like we have had an Avengers trailer that week in November. I I don't know. I don't have anything. In, to pull infin- from I think right Infinity now. Infinity War was November of last year. Was was the first trailer. Yeah, but I I feel like I remember like we were trying to figure out like oh are they going to put it out like during the week of Thanksgiving when people might be out on holiday like oh I think they will because they'll be able to go home and talk to it about their family and then they it, like it was the week before that we weren't yeah. even right then yeah no <laughs> it wasn't that's fine um, also lastly uh, Marvel is only pushing for one category for Avengers uh, next year they're putting all their money in Black Panther the only category they're going for is best visual effects for Avengers four I think all right. I think they're going to hold it for Avengers uh, or Avengers three, Avengers three and um, four would be 
maybe something bigger. Knock on wood. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think they could definitely win the win the award for maybe most visual effects. But <laughs> I feel like the best visual effects movies. I feel like it always is like maybe Venom. like a groundbreaking totally effect or, <laughs> or something maybe specific to the story. Like I, I I've never seen well, Benjamin Button. I don't know if it won the best visual effects category, but I could see a movie like that possibly winning just because the visual effect was integral to the plot and story of the movie. Well, I mean, who knows? But I think what about the dusting effect at the end of infinity war? I mean, that has, <laughs> you mean <laughs> the, well, it, I, uh, it has penetrated the, pop culture and memes and everything else. Like everyone gets that reference though. So yeah, that's true. And then everybody that tries to replicate it with the triangles. Yeah. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what Photoshop tutorial people are following, but it was not triangles in the movie. Well, they went to the same place. Fox found their, uh, dark phoenix uh, tutorial from and just went from there. <laughs> but yeah it's our avengers news but until then we got captain marvel coming in march very excited for this movie mike um i got to see the mm-hmm. trailer it, it was before venom uh, in theaters so that was the first time i got to see that so i was really excited about that uh, we have a new logo debut it's not much different here i think the particle effects are a little better around it um i i I, there's not much to take away from this. There is one. There is one difference in this, and I don't know if it has popped up in any other Captain Marvel stuff. But the I in Studios is no longer a one, so oh. they're not they're not touting the ten years of Marvel anymore. You know, because they're after it. Because it's but eleven that, years. <laughs> but that is. But that is one difference. Like how how do you think they're going to sneak a two in here? What letter in here could possibly be a two in like nine years? Uh-huh. Uh, uh-huh. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, maybe. Maybe maybe one of the S's. You know, maybe they could kind of. I think it might look a little too licensed platey. Yeah, there, but <laughs> they'll, they'll figure Good it out. They, they've got money. Good luck, graphic design team. Yeah, sneaking they, in that too. They figured out, and also um, there was reports that Brie Larson had signed up for a seven movie franchise deal. What seven movies? <laughs> yeah, which is standard Marvel fare. I think three main, three regular, and one crossover. I mean, that's. I mean, is that that's normal, right? Three main, three I Avengers. Mean, I, one. I I feel like that's a little um, that's a little ambitious. I mean, I could see maybe like um, a four movie deal, and then maybe they readdress it halfway through. But seven seems a little. They, I mean, they they much. usually most of them pull nine. I think most of them early on were nine movie deals. Brie Larson is denying seven movies. I think she may have more or maybe less. I don't know, but <laughs> I think I think I think. Um, Wait, are you saying she denied the deal or denying? That it that there were seven movies. She just didn't. She news. said, um, like myth busted or something at the article. Uh, like, okay, gotcha. Because it was it's always seven. All these news articles have seven movies for her. And Man, that seems like a lot. And I don't know if they can like if they want to do three of her three standalone Avengers and then Avengers four is like her seventh one because technically she's coming in later on that deal. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but I mean, I. Seven's not really surprising to me. It sounds like maybe other people are thinking differently, like you. But at this point, Marvel wants you for all the Avengers movies and all the your solo movies as well. So yeah, I guess it's more of just they they want a commitment that you're going to be around if they want to throw you in a flick. Yeah. But uh, I bet Brie Larson's just happy she's finally getting paid. She's finally getting those bucks, like Scarlett Johansson mm-hmm. is uh, getting them here. We're talking about in a minute, but. Um, yeah, because she was a she she's a, a Academy Award winning actress. She is a, she is accomplished on the award side of things, and now she wants to be accomplished on the gigantic mansion wallet yeah. side of things. If you want, if you want that, those residuals to keep coming in, you go to you get to Marvel, and, and mm-hmm. she's she's set for life with these. So 
That I mean, that's all you got to do, folks. Yeah. If you want this Marvel it's movie, so easy. Just just win an Academy Award. That's all you got to do, and then they'll cast you in a movie for seven plus films, and you'll be set for the rest of your life. I mean, how is it so hard? Stop complaining about being poor. You mm. just got to win the Academy Award. It's not that. Or, hard. or just get nominated. Really, I mean, <laughs> that's about it. Oh my gosh! Doctor Strange two could be filming before the end of this year, Mike. Ooh, uh, sneaky actor Benedict Wong, who plays Wong in the movies, uh, <laughs> ha- was at a convention this weekend and hints that the movie he will be returning to the role in December twenty nineteen. Um, oh, so um, I we always been speculating that Doctor Strange will be one of the first Phase 4 movies after Spider-Man. Um, mm-hmm. After his increased role and just sheer badassness in Infinity War, um, I think people are clamoring for more Doctor Strange, Mike. And Scott Derrickson keeps teasing Doctor Strange images on his Instagram. So I, I believe this is... Although Marvel has not announced any post-Spider-Man movies, and Spider-Man is technically a Sony property, so that's kind of, I think, why it's out there a little bit more... Um, I think this is going to be one of the first movies we're going to get right after Infinity War. I think uh, we're going to revisit uh, Doctor Strange. I think this is going to be great. I mean, everybody loved his just uh, badass magic in Infinity War. He kind of feels like the Sorcerer Supreme for the very first time. Yeah. Uh, his his or his origin movie had to do a lot of like heavy lifting of like revealing magic to the MCU. It kind of felt a little copy paste from other um, superhero origin films, but it's finally done and out of the way, and now he can just be Doctor Strange. We're going to do some weird magic stuff. Um, yeah, you don't maybe. have to explain anything anymore. Like he can just do it, and like, yep, that's what he does, man. He's a powerful sorcerer that that can do all these these yeah. spells. What and- would be what would be really cool? So um, maybe there could be some crossover in the future of the Doctor Strange movies uh, with uh, with with the Iron Fist with Kun Lung somehow uh, because uh, what there's there's supposed to be like how, there's different there's multiple like magical cities right like Kun Lung is just one of them. I don't remember the. Well, there's Maybe at there's least like six or nine of them, or something. Well, like there's that. at least three in Doctor Strange, the three port, the three uh, realms that they protect, at least. Mm-hmm. So there, there's se- there's probably way more. We just know yeah, about the three in the Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange three. Throw in an Iron Fist cinematically. That'd be sweet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I, I'd be I'd be okay with that. And we'll talk maybe about that possibility here in a minute, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther two. The big reports are that Ryan Coogler is uh, pretty much signed a, a deal under the table that we don't know about yet, that he, he will return to write and direct the sequel to Black Panther, shooting for a 2019-2020 start date. Um, so being another Phase 4 movie, probably in 2020, maybe 2021, there's a February slot in 2021 for Marvel right now. So, um, I mean, Black Panther, I, I think that surprised most people this year. I mean, if we knew Infinity War was going to do great, but um, who thought that Black Panther was the little movie that could, you know? Yeah. I mean, the news of Ryan Coogler coming back is not surprising. I think we kind of just all assumed. I think the announcement of, like, the third movie is the one where people are really kind of wondering. Because I feel like usually once the director does two films, you know, they've been with this uh, character and with this movie, you know, including pre-production for a long time. Could be, like, nearly close to a decade of their life. And I feel like sometimes they they possibly might want to move on, try other things, maybe even direct a different character in the MCU. Could be possible so when the third movie rolls around and the announcement is made uh it might be a little bit more exciting but yeah i'm, I'm excited to see uh, ryan cooler come back yep I, I i agree and i think you know again black panther is a, a definite return i mean they they haven't said anything uh, again they're not giving us any phase four stuff but i think 
to to say Black Panther wouldn't come back for Phase Four would be just wrong. Mm-hmm. Black Widow, um, big news here. Scarlett Johansson's getting a big pay increase here. Ooh, yeah. As Black Widow uh, reportedly gets fourteen million to return as the character in her own standalone movie. Ooh, get paid, girl. I'm pretty sure she only got like a seven figure salary for Avengers. Um, like she has come a long way. So. Uh, Marvel likes to pay their uh, actors who stick around longer for more. So um, it looks like uh, she's finally coming through in the end there. And this movie repeatedly keeps dealing with the year 1990s, the early 2000s, maybe even the Y2K uh, virus phenomenon that never came to fruition. So maybe we can see how the Black Widow saved us all from Y2K. I don't know. Oh, okay. So this does sound like it's going to be a prequel. Then. It is, is, yeah, it's definitely a prequel before um, her appearance in Iron Man 2 as... Um, Tony Stark's little assistant there at the beginning, so um, that that might be kind of cool. I like when when people were kind of talking prequel. A lot of you know people were saying like, oh, back in the day when she was like in Russia and stuff like that. Like, well, Scarlett Johansson can't play that age anymore. Like, no one can. <laughs> so yeah. I guess maybe two thousands might make kind of sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like uh, maybe we get to see Budapest finally, Mike. I'm just saying they they throw that in Avengers. We never we never get to see it. So yeah, I don't know. I I always get prequel anxiety, and not just because of the Star Wars movies. Just because you're just it's just you're going back. You're not progressing the story forward. So when there's a prequel on the horizon for any character or any franchise, I'm just always thinking this better be good. This better be a story worth telling. Because more than likely, I'd rather just move forward with the character and see where she is going to go, not like where she what, was. What if it's a a, a 50 50 something she did in the year early like 90s 2000s is plaguing her again in the current day yeah they could i mean they could kind of do um kind of a chronologically uh cut up uh storyline i mean i've seen that in movies before and it works so yeah that might be kind of neat yeah especially with spy movies and like you know people like yeah it reminds me of james bond honestly someone james bond wronged in the past has come back to haunt him again or something like that you know so do you think they'll de-age her just for the year 2000? Like, hey, we're really good at this stuff now. We don't want to insult you and say you look old. But, hey, just trust us. Put yeah. these tracking dots on your face for shooting today. And we'll, we'll, we'll scrub like 10 years off. It'll yeah, be great. <laughs> I, think, I think definitely uh, if they have to, they will. Um, I mean, they've got Nick Fury doing it for almost a whole movie. So, uh, yes, yeah, sign, sign me up. <laughs> we're going to shift gears into... Netflix territory Daredevil season three launches on Friday, Mike. Oh man, it sneaks up on you, man. Well, uh, but I am happy to say I am finally up to date on all of the Netflix fare, and I'm very happy to to hear some of the reports that people are saying that like Daredevil is finally back to being at his prime, not just the character but the television show, uh-huh. and like maybe this will breathe some life back into these Netflix uh, shows. I don't know if it can really affect the whole Netflix universe, but uh, I'm hearing good things. Yeah, I have too. I, I don't know. Um, we think it's 13 episodes. We have it, no... It's actually, it is 13 episodes. I looked this up after finishing Iron okay. Fist because it was only 10. So I wanted to go find like an episode order. And it, I guess at one point it was officially announced that Daredevil and Iron Fist together was a 23 episode order. So subtract 10 from 23 and you got 13. Okay. Cause I couldn't, I couldn't figure it out anywhere. Um, I mean, I, I went, I went looking and I didn't see it off the top of my head. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't put my life on this number because you can't trust everything you read on the internet, but I'm pretty sure it's 13, which might make kind of sense when it right. comes to Iron Fist, like, uh, your first season sucked. So you're only getting 10 episodes. Uh, good luck. Yeah. So Daredevil season three is on Friday. I, I've heard also really good things. Um, 
yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, of, I've not watched Finish Luke Cage season two. I've not watched any of Iron Fist season two, but Daredevil season three is a must watch, Mike. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I think the characters are compelling. The acting is way better to me. I mean, seeing Vincent D'Onofrio as the Kingpin yet again is mm. just fantastic, even in the small trailers and, you know, the introduction of Bullseye. So, yeah. And I love, I love Charlie Cox. He's great, man. Oh, he's great. He, he, for, for playing Matt Murdock, he's always, I don't know. He's just that pain and suffering of that character. He's always portrayed it really, really well. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got to see how he lives after the end of the Defenders. Mike, how do you get out of that hole, like in the middle of New York, so far down? So, um, Iron Fist. Uh, for good or bad news here, Mike, your call. Netflix has canceled the Iron Fist se- series on their service uh, after season two. Has, uh, after season two, so we got we get no more new Iron Fist on Netflix. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty crazy how quickly that they were able to make the decision also. So it kind of maybe sheds a little bit of light on Netflix uh, and maybe their analytics because, what, Iron Fist has been out for a month, maybe a, a month, two months. maybe. So yeah. it's it's pretty crazy that they can kind of just uh, project that like, yeah, you're not getting the views, the clicks, the plays that, you know, any of your other brothers and sisters are getting on this platform. So the, the spark- and I, I would assume that they were on thin ice already. You know? Yeah, I, my, my, I mean, even though people I mean, you, you've seen I've not people have said they like season two better than one. Again, low bar, but um, the 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 official statement from them is: while the series on Netflix has ended, the immortal Iron Fist will live on. Oh, I didn't see that official announcement. Yeah, it was on their Twitter account. Um, so one of their links takes them to some some comic books dealing with Typhoid Mary and Iron Fist. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I think that there's a couple options here. Um, I think Marvel wants to continue their shows. Netflix is is what I hear is the person is the the side of this who canceled the show. Uh-huh. Um, the possible revival or continuation on the Disney streaming services there. We've briefly discussed this via text message. This is a horrible idea. Um, because <laughs> I mean, I, I, I could see maybe um, possibly after Luke Cage, maybe season three, if they're really trying to plan this out, maybe they just start a hero for hire show. Uh-huh. And then you kind of still have your Iron Fist. Yeah, exactly. The other thing is that it says I, they have confirmed that Iron Fist will appear in other MCU shows still. So Finn, oh. jo- Finn Jones, the character, he could maybe just a character, maybe not Finn Jones, can still appear in Jessica Jones season three, uh, Luke Cage season three, if they want to, Daredevil, or not Daredevil, uh, Punisher season two. I don't think they will. They're really hesitant to cross over cross pollinate these characters like that um but i i just think if my my problem with this show and i've talked about it this weekend to a couple people is this this universe on netflix started with daredevil right like that mm-hmm. was the, the starting stone every show from then has had to shoehorn itself to fit in the daredevil created universe um mm-hmm. even though it's in the mcu as a whole larger iron fist doesn't feel right in daredevil's universe to me um, he needs a place where he can like be goofy and silly and not take itself so seriously and show us these damn dragons that we keep hearing about and all these other magical places. And they just take us back to the shadowy streets and corners of New York. So um, I, I, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, um, but will another show take its place? Do you think Netflix might be s- suiting up another Marvel show? I mean, it, what would that be? I don't. It doesn't Moon seem Knight like is what the, yeah, everyone's saying, but I don't think. Yeah, I just, I just don't know if Disney is gonna do that. I mean, I get it that they have forged their relationship in a in a past, but Disney said 
2019 mm-hmm. number one priority their streaming service which means everybody else out there is, is a competitor to them i mean obviously not hulu because they own a part of it but they're not they're not going to be playing nice with netflix in the future i mean i i they're going to be like in direct competition and i don't think they're going to give them any ammo can you imagine what would happen if they let them make a moon knight series that ends up being amazing like people say like oh my god this is like the batman tv show that we'll never get and it's so good and maybe they were super they they shelled out the red carpet and all the bags of money and got some sort of crazy a-list actor like i don't know like tom cruise or something i don't think that would be the right <laughs> casting but just somebody huge and gigantic and then disney's over here just sitting like shit we shouldn't have done that like i just don't think that's gonna happen i think the corporate politics is gonna well, stop them from marvel, developing any new marvel characters. gets to guide these shows along though that's that's the thing like netflix isn't just make pulling out of their ass on their own like well mar- yeah and i think they're gonna guide them away from anything compelling that'll yeah, compete but i mean i don't know i mean they could they could they may already have deals in place of other characters they've just not used because punisher wasn't announced you know prior to any of these other shows um they got them they got them on the on the long run and i'm sure disney knew they were making a streaming service you know last year when the punisher came out like i i I think they've been thinking about it a little longer than they've been reporting on i mean maybe punisher was just kind of on the cusp though maybe they're just kind of like uh should we shouldn't we who knows uh i think there uh, are some smaller characters they could pull from and make a show from and now whether it's moon Knight, i don't think i don't think everyone wants moon not everyone there's a small niche of people who want moon knight i don't think moon knight's a compelling enough character to get a show but we we will see in in the long run um I think Disney is just going to slowly snuff this out. I think it's just going to be like they're going to put a lid on top of the candle, and it's going to be like, you know, let's just see how far you can go, and the only oxygen you have is just these characters. I I could totally see them greenlighting, like, you know, smaller people like Typhoid Mary in it. And I do have to say, like, if I had to give a quick review of Iron Fist uh, Season 2. That was how I wanted to wrap this up. you got to see Season 2. Do you think this cancellation was... Deserve so, <laughs> I I'll do my best not to spoil anything. So you know the it, actually you know it it, it rebounds pretty well. Um, Finn Jones doesn't act like a like a, a weird mystic idiot anymore. Uh, he doesn't uh, throw out proverbs every other sentence. He acts like a normal human being. It's just him trying to like make a life with Colleen Wing, and uh, who is also another standout in the show. I mean, she was one of the things that I liked about the first season. So you know, at least we get more of that. Uh, I love the guy who plays Grant Ward. Grant Ward is such a a, a really awesome character, and the guy who plays them him yeah. was literally my favorite part of the first season. So I love getting more of him, and they play more with that family dynamic a little bit without kind of the ridiculous like corporate structure that nobody really cared about in the first season. And um, we get to see more of the Iron Fist. Like he's he's not just pulling it out at the very last second. He's actually fighting with it a little bit. The fight choreography is better. Um, I wouldn't say this rises to like upper echelon superhero television but i would say this is serviceable if the if season one would have been more like this i think they could have turned the ship around but it's almost a little bit too late especially in an environment where there's so much competition out there you know you would think like oh really the second season's too late it's like well yeah i think you know halfway through the first season was probably the last place well, you could have possibly d- saved defenders it. did not help it either i think yeah like, that's true and also finn jones's cameo in luke cage 
does not really fit his character in his second season. So that character is so disjointed and all over the place that it's almost like you could just kind of see it imploding in front of you. So the the the, the last kind of half of the season kind of trails off you know, a little bit, but I still stuck with it because characters like Typhoid Barry and Alice Eve, like Alice Eve is an amazing actress and she nail, she nails that part home. She's a really compelling character to watch on the screen because she has like this duality, this split personality that she plays really well. So her character was really cool and really believable. And she was really clever the way she would fight. You know, she, she would go toe to toe with the iron fist in this show. And it was really entertaining to watch how she would kind of navigate through it. Like she would still struggle, but she was just clever enough to outsmart, uh, Finn Jones. But man, I, I text, I texted the group chat as soon as I finished the last episode. Cause the very last scene of mm-hmm. season two, I was in a state of shock because it was so stupid. I can't even I can't even fathom why they thought ending season two uh, this way was the way to do it. It was not only just bizarre, it was so bizarre and so out of place that I knew it had to be connected to some sort of comic book lore. There was no way they would have brought this in unless uh, it was attached to a pre-existing storyline. So I looked it up, and indeed it did. They did pull it from another source, but it just does not translate at all to the live-action screen. And also they did it with the cheesiest special effects, really awful composition of, of the shot. It was just so weird. And then the credits roll, and you're just like, what did I just watch? That was so weird. So they're really setting up the Iron Fist going in a really bizarre direction, and, oh well, man, not that we'll, so, not that we'll ever know. Yeah, I mean, if you um, if you are committed to not watching Iron Fist season two, you or anybody else out there, just go to the very last scene of the second season, and it's just so bizarre and wacky, and it's just it, and it's honestly, it's like the very last like ten seconds. It's like the last, almost like the last shot that they're. On. Oh, I'm just, I'm well aware of I'm well aware of this this scene. Oh, I, you've seen it? Oh, it, yeah. It's, like I, I, there is nothing about this show that can can be spoiled for me, essentially. <laughs> um, and I'm I'm very well aware of this. And I knew that it, I knew as soon as I saw it and heard about it, I'm like, I understand exactly which comic book they're pulling from. But why wait this long to pull from the comic books? Yeah, and it's just it's so weird. It's so out of place. And uh, uh, I'll I'll leave it at that. But they leave Iron Fist Finn Jones in such a kind of a weird place that if they're going to interject him into other Netflix shows, they're going to have to do a lot of story heavy lifting. They're like, hey, Danny, why is all of this different like i've really tried not to spoil it but, but they're the, be like they're, they're you're probably, doing this now this is the way you're fighting crime I, they're, they're probably really gonna weird. retcon it he he goes off uh at the end of season at the end of every season the character goes off on another journey somewhere um and i think i think they'll just resolve that off screen and then come back normal i mean mm. that's the, that's the only way they can do that mike there's no other way they can do that yeah, i think the thing that annoys me the most is uh there is this huge question left to us in the first season that never gets answered we don't even really get a hint at it so that was kind of a bummer uh can you tell us what that is no because i feel like if you do you'll just be thinking about it the whole time through season two you know just just give it like a maybe we'll revisit these netflix things in 2019 and then we'll just like spoil all yeah i mean i i'm um i'm looking to gain some more free time in my personal life this winter uh mike because it's gonna be dark so i I think i'm gonna be watching a lot more and I, i usually save it all for the winter so I will probably revisit these. Can you can you text me what that thing is that you, we don't get answered 
So yes. I don't forget. Okay, great. You do I that. I can do. Great. All right, Iron Fist. Mike thinks season two is better than season one. You heard it here. He doesn't think it's the best, but at least it it rebounded in his words, and I'm really surprised to hear him say that. So kudos, Mike. Now we're going to talk about the Fox merger. Surprising news here. One of the top executives of this, I believe the Fox side, said that the merger will be done, maybe not 100%, but be mostly done by January 1st, 2019. There you go. I wonder if that's um, kind of like pen and ink contractually. We own you now. We haven't really shifted the resources around. We don't really know who's going to be mm-hmm. fired, who's still sticking around. The logistics aren't quite there yet, but on paper, we're responsible for you now. You're officially adopted. Yeah, I, I think I think the, the some of the uh, business reports said that a lot of that stuff you just mentioned, the, the logistics, the transitional, actual like day-to-day stuff will be like the next 6 to 12 months after that, but at least... Mm-hmm all the legal ramifications will be set in place. Like they're like, here it is. <laughs> Imagine being like a Fox employee. You go into work the very beginning of a new year. Then you just see like these Disney uh, suits walking around like, Oh God, don't look at me. Don't they're, look at me. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Don't fire me. Disney. And I don't even, I, I imagine it's more like Disney's already got their, their crew in place going and taking down all the 20th century Fox signs in the offices, like scraping <laughs> them off doors and everything. Like oh slapping gosh, like, mouse. Stickers. Yeah. They're just like, it's like just janitors and like mouse jumping suits I'm like oh, we're just gonna scrape this off the wall oh, it's it's um they went to um disney world got the costumes from these janitors and like you got winnie the pooh in there just taking off the 20th century <laughs> they're gonna go later. into the they're gonna go into the producer's office that greenlit that fantastic four movie they're just gonna look at him in the face he's gonna be like in a deep flop sweat there's gonna be this cardboard cutout of that fantastic forecast like in the back of his office yeah. they're just gonna pummel it to the ground and then stuff it in a trash can and then just wheel the trash cart out of there oh, that'd be great or or like like you can stay but you have to be a mouseketeer like that's the only <laughs> way you get to keep working for us uh, oh man! I mean, we're making light of it, but some people will be losing it, their jobs, it, it, and I do uh, feel bad for them. The reality <laughs> is, that, yeah, that 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 does suck for people. But uh, I mean, from the comic book point of view, hey, we we won. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, what Disney is losing though is actually you know James Gunn, as we've talked about, to add nauseum this year. Um, mm-hmm. DC has officially announced James Gunn will be the writer on the next Suicide Squad film. <laughs> This was hilarious news because this was like almost a joke that everybody said when the news was that he's fired. Like, oh, how quickly until he's over at Warner Brothers? Like, har, 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 ha, ha, ha. Two months. And then (laughs) here it is. He's there. And it does make me think that it could have been the exact same day. Like, he gets fired. Uh, executives at Warner Brothers call him up. Be like, "Hey, James, come on in. Let's let's take a talk. Let's see what you want to do. Bring that uh, Guardian script in. Let's change some of those characters' names, and we're gonna make it Suicide Squad. <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Just a find and replace. Uh, <laughs> replace. Um, oh God, I can't even remember the Suicide character. Replace ca- all instances of Captain Boomerang uh, with dr- with uh, Drax. Drax. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Groot <laughs> will be uh, Killer Croc. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. I am Croc. Are you sure you want to leave that in there? Yeah, it works. It's great. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't worry about it. Um, so apparently this is going to be a fresh take on the characters and story. There had been a script uh, from writers and possibly the other director. I don't think he's involved anymore. Um, on this turned in, DC wants to take James Gunn and his ability to handle these ensembles very well and obviously make Suicide Squad 2. Um, I mean, they could have struck gold here, honestly, because uh, James Gunn wasn't just a director 
making a Guardians movie, he was potentially in place to craft this entire uh, galactic side of the MCU. I mean, this could be the guy that single-handedly kind of saves the DCEU or whatever you want to call it now. Like, if he makes a Suicide Squad movie on par with Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, he could really be launching a universe over there uh, that could be really fantastic. Well, I think also, I mean, it's, it's important to know, there's, there's a couple things here. Um, this is not the first time DC has sniped a Marvel director. Joss Whedon mm-hmm. did do Justice League. Um, uh, yeah, but, kind well, of. Well, so, he was doing more patchwork. Well, well let's, let's just, I mean, let's just take a look at, I mean, everyone loves Avengers. Everyone loves Guardians 1s. A lot of people like Avengers 2. A lot of people like Guardians 2. Not everybody. If, if, there's also a parallel here. Now, I want to say <laughs> I love James Gunn, but I don't we just got to be i'm going to i'm going to take this cautiously optimistic but i think he could probably do really well with his sensibilities and his i mean obviously fucked up mind um that he has on these suicide squad characters so i mean i'm i'm excited all, i'm very excited for also, suicide squad again for the first time in ever so <laughs> yeah and all th- that's something i never thought i would say and to be clear it is only rumored that he might direct. possibly direct he is definitely writing it so uh, yeah, who knows? Maybe it just kind of depends. He'll be like, it's going to, if he's super in love with his script, and I, I would imagine if you're a director and a writer, if you're like, if you're going through uh, this movie, writing it out, and you're en- envisioning the shots and the characters, you're probably just like, yeah, I just need to direct this, you know? I, I, I gotta look this up. Well, he may, I mean, he doesn't know the character. I don't think he knows the characters as well as the Guardians characters. So yeah, they're not gonna let him direct it until they like his script to begin with. You know what I'm saying? So they could even mm-hmm. uh, put his script down. What I gotta look up here is actually, I just remembered James Gunn wrote a movie directed by Zack Snyder in 2004. The Dawn of the Dead remake. James Gunn oh, wrote that never, and Zack Snyder directed it. it. Zack Snyder, you stay far away from this movie. Yeah, please. so I think that's funny as well. Just the, the, that little connection I, I just remembered. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, go go DC. Good, good on you. Yeah. Getting get him in good, there. Good luck. Crossing my fingers for Aquaman. Yeah, that's right. Also, here's a quick reminder. Uh, the uh, director... Uh, writer Ava DuVernay is working on the new Gods movie and she's replying to some tweets um, online so oh yeah I forgot she would this was announced like a while ago wasn't it that earlier this was... summer I think yeah, so. yeah. that's right um, and and that she's doing her homework she's posting panels from the comic books and and quotes from all the characters so she's she's doing her homework and she's working on it still so um, I'm excited to, to see what kind of where that goes you know uh, yeah Yep. I mean, anything, anything else on that? No, pretty much. I was just, gonna, I was just going to say good luck. <laughs> yeah, good luck. Uh, something Mike kind of brought to my attention this week, cause I hadn't seen this yet is Warner brothers is now going to offer their own streaming service because who doesn't <sighs> want their own damn streaming service these days? Oh my gosh. Here we go. We can rant a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Uh, mainly because, uh, what just the other day you told me that you canceled Netflix. I did. I did. I did cancel my Netflix subscription because I, I don't, I, we haven't watched it. We watched two episodes of Luke Cage, but all we've been doing, like, we have too many choices now. Like, which ones do you go to? Like, I, I, we, we've kind of resorted back to, to watching things locally or, you know, renting them rather than going through a, a streaming service because there's so many options and we don't know where to begin. Yeah. Um, so if you're, if you're canceling, like, w- the number one streaming service, like, it's hard to say that you're going to pick up something like a Warner Media streaming service. Uh, yeah. So this happens after basically the acquisition with AT&T. You now, you now have all of these media partners under one roof. You got HBO, Warner Brothers, Cinemax, TBS, TNT, Cartoon Network, CNN. CNN uh, Airport. I- 
Yeah, CNN Airport, which we I didn't did some know research on this one. <laughs> yeah, so I don't know exactly how CNN. I don't think CNN News probably factors into the streaming service, but CNN it, actually does has some original series, like the Anthony Bourdain. His yeah. his most recent one travel well, show was a CNN what, show, so some of those could be in there. What <laughs> if the streaming service dis- distinguishes itself by offering live content as well? Maybe. I mean, this is the thing that confuses me the most. What is this streaming service? They already have a streaming service that has name recognition, has one of the number one shows on television, Game of Thrones. It's HBO. They're making content that's winning Emmys. Yeah, they're making these miniseries. Uh, they, <laughs> they have the pedigree. So are they just going to put all of this library of content onto HBO and bolster up that name? Or are they just going to make a whole nother streaming service called like Warner Streaming and then you could also have HBO to watch Game of Thrones. But also if you have the Warner Streaming service, you could watch Game of Thrones through there if you They're want. They're going to call it's it Warner Play con- to, in, in yeah, competition with Disney. Yeah, I, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like to me, it's like you just bolster HBO. Just like I don't know uh, how you want to signify that. I don't know if you need a giant media campaign to let people know that HBO just like quadrupled its library and now you can watch all the stuff over Mm -hmm. there. But it is important to know that Warner does own a lot of content that you might not know that they own. Like you think, you know, oh, Friends is streaming on Netflix. Uh, stream it, it aired originally on NBC. NBC, uh, you know, is part and parcel with Hulu, but that's not their content. Friends was made by Warner. Uh, yep. Warner Brothers. That is a Warner Brothers content. So whenever that contract expires on Netflix, it's not staying there. It's going to go to whatever the streaming service is. So they they have some stuff that they can pull into their library that we just might not know about. Uh, but this was the thing that bugged me the most about all of these streaming service announcements. You got to have pedigree to make a streaming service. I don't think people are familiar enough with Warner Brothers as a catalog to subscribe to their service like everybody knows disney they know what they make they'll subscribe to the disney streaming service but like warner brothers like i don't think like the lay person out there knows that warner brothers produces all of the superhero movies and then also they the dc universe i i guess they're not going to be getting aquaman <laughs> you know when it comes out digitally is that going to be going to this streaming service is it going straight to hbo so many questions that's kind of where well, i'm landing i think at right i now. think the idea that like they're only going to strictly have it on their service and not license it out for even more money I think is I, it, that's probably what we think they would do but I think there's going to be some crossover across that board because I mean if, if Netflix is, has a lot of people watching it and they're going to pay you for the watches like the viewers like yeah I'll take that money and we'll have it here too for anyone who happens to come over as an early adopter um, I mean what's the what's the what is Paramount the only studio going to be left in Hollywood that doesn't have a streaming service and I'm pretty sure <laughs> Paramount and maybe Legendary. One of those two doesn't play nice with that Movies Anywhere app. Like, they don't want to mm-hmm. be a part of that either. Like, holds on those old ideals. Honestly, now instead I'm starting to think about it, it makes me think whatever studio is left in the lurch without a, um, a streaming service, I could honestly see Apple uh, Just rolling in the town, <laughs> buying Paramount. Like, seriously, that yeah. could happen. Yeah, they, 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 they could. I mean... I don't know. There's too many options. I mean, I, I told you this before the start of the show. There are too many options, and we're back to the point where, like, I don't want to pay for every one of these because now it's more expensive than cable to watch the stuff I want to watch. Well, yeah, because we got series out there that we want to start watching, yeah. um, and we got to subscribe to a new service to watch it. Yeah, like DC Universe and, mm-hmm. and this Titans show we're going to talk about right now because I watched episode one of Titans, Mike, right before yeah. the show. 
Yeah, I, I want your thoughts. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. I've heard I've heard kind of reactions on both ends of the spectrum, like good and bad. Uh, obviously, it's just a pilot, so you kind of gotta you know review yeah. it on its merits. But I mean, that's this is the risk that you take when you release a show week by week. You know, I really had a good time. Um, wow, I that ha- is not what I've been hearing mostly. <laughs> I, uh, I I'd actually heard really good things. I, well, I've heard all the reviews come from the first three episodes um, because mm-hmm. all the reviewers had the first three episodes. Um, I have no idea. I, I have no, no affiliation with these characters outside of Teen Titans go to the movies, so I'm not as uh, <laughs> um, precious with them. But I, uh, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I'll watch this. I will probably watch this every week, Mike. I will probably catch this whole season until, you know, maybe if it has a really bad episode, maybe. But, like, the first one has me sold. People have been, um, you know, Robin, of course, great. Um, what, what's the other? Raven, uh, her her character. Um, I think she's a main point of this series. So you're going to mm-hmm. learn a little bit more about her. She has a lot of screen time. Uh, then it, it kind of shifted gears into Starfire and... Um, we, what I'm just gonna tell you, we're gonna learn a lot about that character as we go because at face value, everyone looking at the costume and the character, like, oh, that's not Starfire. She hasn't come out of Starfire out the gate, Mike. There's gonna be a lot of evolution of this character throughout the show. So if you're worried about how she looked, like that, take that right off the the plate because that is not no that has no effect here. Um, I'm surprised. Maybe we should um, maybe we should reconvene yeah. once they make it to that episode where they do the Doom Patrol pilot, yeah, and then maybe we'll. I think there's five and then there's yeah. like ten episodes. Yeah, maybe we'll do kind of like a little concentrated review of kind of the first, maybe first two-thirds of the series. Yeah, I've also got a, a review here from Superfan Jim, who is a subscriber of the DC Universe. He sent me over a little review here. Uh, uh-huh. He said it was pretty good uh, in his uh, his thoughts. Uh, and Robin isn't as emo as the trailers make him out to be, uh, which I would agree with that. Um, and then didn't really delve into the uh, overall story yet, so I'm really interested to see how the rest of them go. Um, uh, I, I I don't know. I'm, I'm actually really intrigued by the show, Mike, and I didn't think I would be going into it. So uh, I'm, I'm very excited to to see season episodes two and three and see see where well, those take. Good me. luck, DC Universe. You're going to compete with Disney and apparently your very own parent company soon. Yeah. So. Either way, <laughs> I mean, it's fine. This is it's good with me. So hopefully, if anyone else watches this, and gets their hands on it, uh, send us a review and. Uh, maybe we'll, like I said, do a, a mid-season review episode or something like that. So yeah, we'll, we'll do that. Uh, another show, DC, uh, coming out, it's called The Secret Six. Are you familiar with the characters The Secret Six? Not The Sinister Six. I have Six. no idea what that is at all. Okay, so apparently a people who made the show Suits, Scrubs, and the show Whiskey Cavalier are exa- attached as producers for this show Secret Six on CBS, not the streaming service. So this is a... Uh, a network television and the secret six focuses on six morally ambiguous strangers uh, who answer to a character um, I believe called Mockingbird who they don't know who Mockingbird is um, this figure this Mockingbird everyone on the team thinks the other someone in the team is this Mockingbird character giving out the orders and their missions uh, in the comic books I think they've had three iterations so um, I don't know what I don't know how this is going to do it. I don't know how they're going to pull it together. Bane was in one of the iterations. I don't think we're going to see Bane or anything like that. But like, they've got some pretty prolific uh, DC villains who are on this uh, on this team. I mean, so. I mean, I don't know if this is a hot take, a uh, 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 a crazy opinion, but I just don't care. No, I mean, this is a property I've never heard of going to CBS. Maybe if it was on the streaming service, it might percolate me a little bit just because they got Star Trek over there really knocking it out of the park. But 
I mean, another random backlot of like anti-heroes on television. I mean, I can't even keep up with what's out there. And we're trying to make a podcast where we specifically keep up with this stuff. So this is yeah. Like, I mean, like, like the, CBS, the network version of Doom Patrol. <laughs> yeah, and it's like what happens when uh, when it's failure to launch like Supergirl? Is it just going to be ported over to the CW and it's just going to be on like Friday nights over there or something? They're just going to fill out all seven days on the hey, CW? Yeah. Who oh, knows? I forgot Titans was a Berlanti Productions, by the way. I, did, I forgot yeah. that in, until they the end. Are, they, are, uh, they are wealth. The wealth of superheroes yeah. at that studio is uh, crazy. Yeah. Either way, Secret Six, if you're a big fan of it, uh, you can look more up. I don't know. Who's I, a big fan of the secret? Like, I'm not trying to, like, no, bash think, this property. Maybe it's great, but, like, I would be <laughs> shocked if anybody who even listens to this podcast is just I, like, oh, man, I am a Secret Six mega fan. Every issue, you know all the characters like the back of my hand. This is like this, uh, this is like my announcement of, like, Comic-Con of the year. I can't. I wish I was there in the room when, the, well, when it was. Like, is, I, I imagine hilarious. much like my Inhumans f- fan you know like being a fan i imagine there are literally Ooh. dozens of secret six fans maybe there's six of them there's <laughs> secret six fans of the secret six uh comic books but uh yeah i don't know i've heard of them before uh i've heard of the team so i'm not unfamiliar but yeah nah. good Got- luck <laughs> yeah right uh yeah the last season of gotham is coming up here the last half of mm-hmm. season five and then it's gonna wrap up um and apparently the season finale will jump 10 years into the future, so they're not uh-huh. dealing with kid Batman uh, at the end of it. And the Batsuit will be similar to the Dark Knight Rises because they're very worried, like, hey, your show was good, your finale was great, except your Batsuit looks sucky. Kind of like a Smallville, kind of, uh-huh. you know, uh, messed up on that one. So, like, they're very, very conscious about how they want the Batman, the ending of this, to be remembered, so... Um, I think I will not watch this show, but I will definitely catch... I will go Man. online and look at this Batsuit image when it hits. Gotham, the little show that could. To be honest, after I watched the pilot, I never would have thought it made it this far, but good good for Gotham. You know, I'm not watching it, but, you know, they really carved out their own section of, like, the Bruce Wayne lore, and they were, they really did it. Good good job, Gotham. That's good right. Job. Yep. And now, now we got Krypton to worry about. How will they... <laughs> how are they going to hold up? And lastly, I think uh, we talked about this. I mean, this is a leak, but the first look at Ruby Rose in the Batwoman suit for the upcoming crossover for the CW. Mm-hmm. Um, looks like Batwoman. Yeah, it does. I mean, they, they really nailed it here for sure. Um, everyone's saying that, you know, this red hair is probably a wig that maybe is attached to the costume. So maybe her character won't actually have long red hair like that. But I think it would be cool if she did. Uh, I mean just put a really nice wig on her when she's uh not in costume but yeah you can see the wayne wayne building in the background uh it it makes me think like i wonder what city that she's in what dimension is she in what earth is she on in this universe but yeah she looks exactly like how you would want her to look um i feel like they almost got a little bit of an advantage that i feel like usually the male bat heroes are kind of studded with armor and plates and usually the female characters are a little bit more streamlined which i think works better on a tv costume budget because the costume needs to be a little bit more practical because you're going to be shooting with it all year long for seasons and seasons so i think this lends itself really well uh to ruby rose so yeah, I, I, this looks it looks cool. So that's good news. Yeah. I think from the shoulders down, it really reminds me of the Black Widow costumes in some of the Avengers movies. 
Oh yeah, I could see that. Um, a little bit. So I think you know they've got some good inspiration and they they've pulled out some of the best parts in here. I like the cape has um the red hint of red on the hinges there on the edges of it. Like, uh-huh. um, I really enjoy that and um yeah I I've always imagined Batwoman her red hair being fake anyway because then you would figure out every redheaded woman in the city would might be Batwoman so I could totally <laughs> see that being a wig just to throw people off you know because if she's got the short hair in the show like she does in real life and then you I don't know it's just you wouldn't think of someone with short hair having a red wig on I don't know I'm get I'm getting a Val Kilmer uh, Batman Forever vibes with the cowl yeah uh, kind of with like the, the the expression I mean she looks mean she looks like she's going to kill you, you that is Batman Forever mask to a T you have nailed that, you have nailed that point so <laughs> yeah I couldn't I, it was funny like I it's not like I'm an expert on cowls but I was just staring at it and I was like where have I seen that before <laughs> yeah yeah you, you're totally not wrong so uh, yeah, we don't know much about it, but the show's coming up, uh, I think, what, November? So, next month. So um, we'll, Yeah, the crossover, baby. Yep, yep, we'll be we'll be able to check that out. That's our news for this week, Mike. We gotta go talk about Venom on the side. So, let's, uh, let's tell everybody where they can find you at, uh, so they can uh, follow you and see what you're up to. Well, if you want to check out my Paddington hot takes, you can find me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram, and you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, where can people follow you, man? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. You can find me on Instagram, Valdan87, or you can ever become UI. That's really about it. You can hit, hit, listen to me every week on the Superhero Slate. If people want to hear more about what we're doing or this review episode for Venom, where can they find that at? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host our little show and to get our awesome show notes. So if you want to if you want to get that link to that really weird fan uh, page for Tom Holland on Twitter with all those uh, shots, what was it called? Like Tom Holland tracking or something? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. It's in our show Tom, notes. Tom Holland source. Uh, the source for all Tom Holland. He's yeah. in our show notes. Uh, we talked about some other screenshots and some things like that. So if you don't want to track those down on the internet, Set up superheroeslate.com and click on the episode, and we got those show notes there for you. Actually, practically speaking, I know we're trying to wrap this up pretty quickly, but yeah. those show notes actually helped me out because I missed last week. And I was like, yeah, what did go on? I didn't want to hunt down all these different articles with like images that have to load and click on all these things and scroll down through ad blockers. And uh, all I had to do was go to last week's show notes, like in this awesome bold list. It was almost like reading somebody's notes from class. Like it's like I didn't even have to go to class at all. It's great. So there's an awesome practical use for those notes if you happen to miss the podcast. But you can find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and on Instagram, and you can get merch at superheroslate.com slash store if you're a fan of the show we love hearing from you reach out on youtube uh, send us a tweet send us a direct email uh on our website we love hearing from you we want to know what you're thinking uh we love interacting with you and if you want to be a super fan of the show if you want to join the super fan cult that i'm creating that we will all jump into a fiery volcano one day um the the only way you're going to get that evite is if you become a super fan and you got to do that by sharing the show with a friend Share the show with a buddy and rest in peace. Yeah, that one, that one too. Uh, <laughs> anyway, off to Venom, Mike. We'll we'll see you guys later. All right, bye. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. Trickle down medianomics. That's what we're gonna call it. <laughs> Today's episode title: <laughs> Sure to get lots of clicks.